Hey, entrepreneurs and website owners, if you're ready to take your online presence to the next level, you need a reliable web post. And that's where Hostgator comes in. Hostgator is your one-stop solution for easy, affordable, and powerful web hosting. Whether you're launching a blog, an online store, or anything in between, Hostgator's got you covered. Don't miss out on creating the website you've always wanted. Visit milwaukeemafia.com slash Hostgator today and let your online journey begin. You're listening to Milwaukee Mafia, your weekly podcast dose of Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history. Hey everybody, welcome to the Milwaukee Mafia podcast. I'm Eric Walterkins. I'm Gavin Schmidt. And we're here to kick off another Mafia story for you. Today we're going to talk about inner workings of the structure of the Mafia. Yep. Take her away, Gavin. All right. So for anybody who knows about how the Mafia works, this is going to be very familiar information. But uh, I'm not here to talk to just people who know all the stuff. I want to kind of get people who don't know anything kind of up to speed on it, too, which is why we have Eric. Yep, because I don't know anything. Yep. <laughs> so... So we're going to talk about uh, the actual structure of what the mafia looks like. And when the government, specifically the FBI, puts these sort of things together, these charts, I have a chart in front of me here. When they put these things together, they're usually basing it off of New York um, because that's where they do most of their most of their work. Uh, and sometimes it's, it varies from city to city. Not everything is like carbon copy. But generally speaking, it's more or less the same. So this this will work out. At the top of the chart, who do you think is at the top of the chart? I would imagine the boss. The boss. Yep. Okay. Like, we're going to start off an easy one here. <laughs> the, the boss is at the top. Now, the boss is pretty much, you know, some people compare them to the CEO of a company. I mean, they're basically their own little king, honestly. If if they say, this guy's got to go, you don't talk back. I mean, that you're going to go out and kill that person. Like, the boss is... There's not an appeal process when the boss says something. <laughs> if you're making money, you're expected to pay a percentage of the money you make, kick it upwards, and the boss will get paid some of your money. Uh, there's really not a downside to being the guy at the top, except that other people want to be the guy at the top. So that kind of puts you in a dangerous position if you've got people that you don't trust around you. And you also get the attention of the government, of law enforcement, because when the FBI or the IRS is trying to take down the local mob, who are they going to go for? They're going to go, go, for, go the for the boss. boss. So if a, if a guy is sitting in jail or prison or whatever for tax evasion, it's usually the boss because that's the guy they're going after. Which, you know, I understand why they do it. It doesn't necessarily solve the problem because there's always other guys waiting to step in place. Hence the structure, right? Hence the structure. <laughs> so underneath the boss... You want to you want to guess what we have underneath the boss? No, nope. I I wouldn't know. Would not know the right term whatsoever. Okay, well then so. from here on out, I won't <laughs> I won't ask because it's gonna get it's gonna get worse. So the guy under the boss is called the underboss. Okay, yeah. So the underboss is sort of like the equivalent of maybe like a vice president. You know, they don't really have any authority, but they're there just in case they need to step in. Or, you know, if, if for, for whatever reason the boss can't handle something, the underboss can handle it for, you know, 
not in the long term, but for maybe for a day or two or something. So in this structure, like, do they, as the underboss, do you really not have any power until more or less the boss gives you power? Would, yeah, would, you have. I mean, you have some leeway, but you can't really do anything against what the boss wants. So, um, now, Here, here's a better question sure. for that. With that, the underboss. If the underboss goes to somebody and says, I want you to kill this guy, yeah. do you kill him without questioning? Or do you say, well, how does the boss feel about that? <laughs> well, generally, you do kill him without question because the underboss shouldn't be telling you that unless the boss unless they got the okay. And um, continuing with the, with the killing somebody thing, um, this is actually one of the things that is really useful about having an underboss. Because the boss can then say to the underboss, I need this guy gone. And the underboss will then go to another person and say, we need this guy gone. And what's really helpful about that is the boss never talks to the guy who's going to do the job. Yep. So if the police or whoever come back and they say, well, we know that you ordered this murder, we the boss has plausible deniability there. He has no idea who actually did the, the killing. Mm-hmm. He has no clue. He said, I want this done, but he didn't tell a specific guy, go out and do this. So it works out really well for him that as long as it gets done, he's happy. He doesn't care who did it. Now, I would re- imagine in that situation, the underboss would go to a guy who would then go to a guy that might be the guy that kills him. But I would... Almost assume the underboss would also not ha- would have that plausible deniability. Sometimes, yes, but yeah. not all the time. Well, sure. it de- it depends. Yeah, he could tell a guy to do it, or maybe the guy he tells to do it tells another guy to do it. Yeah. I mean, you you don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. It depends. I mean, again, Milwaukee's not that huge, so a lot of times I think that it's they they know more. They mm-hmm. don't have these as many layers as maybe a bigger city does. But yeah, you definitely could have that where you have that. But actually, that brings in our next layer under the underboss, and that is uh, either the 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 name in, in Italian is capo, which means head. It's usually called captain in English, which is called captain. And these are guys who have their own little group of people. So they're and, supervisors. Yeah, basically, that's a good way of putting it. They're supervisors. And so the supervisors, uh, originally they were known, the word capo comes from the longer word capo decina, which means the head of 10. Usually they were each given 10 guys, and every time there's another 10 guys, you have to put another supervisor in there to watch these 10 guys. That's not always the case. There's not necessarily 10. It's not that strict. One guy might have five, another guy might have 12. I mean, it varies. But... But yeah, so these captains are, like you said, they're like supervisors. And so you may have that layer where the underboss goes to the captain and says, I want this guy killed. The captain might do it himself. He might have another guy do it. I guess you don't know. But these are the guys who are really running things on a day-to-day basis. The underboss, I mean, more so maybe in Milwaukee because it's a smaller city, but they're not the ones who are out there getting their hands dirty. You're very rarely going to be like beat up by this guy the captains you might the captains are going to go around and they're really going to 
make sure that the bookies are doing what they're supposed to do, getting their money. They're going to make sure that um, the women who uh, sell their bodies are paying their percentage to their pimps who are paying their percentage to the mob. You know, they're the ones who are really out there uh, enforcing things and, and doing the dirty work. They might be the guys carrying around baseball bats or whatever, letting you know that if you don't do what you're supposed to do, uh, you might break your leg or something. I just had a curiosity in this structure. So like you mentioned, pimps yeah. that are paying the mob. Um, are Would normally the pimp be a mob member? Or is somehow, are these people underneath these bosses going out and finding pimps and recruiting them where they're kind of their own business, but they just have to pay a percentage to the mob? Like, how does that typically Yeah, more of the, more of the latter. Um, this is sort of the thing where there's certain activities that the mob doesn't necessarily want to get involved in, prostitution being one of them. Like, they don't want to directly be pimps i don't know that there's a lot of pimps who are mob members but they still want the money so they'll you know when they find out who the pimps are they'll be like okay you're gonna pay us so much or otherwise you're gonna have a problem okay so that's that's where they're angled they're not bringing anything to this pimp to generally no no they're just saying you're gonna give us a portion of your money or we're gonna you know, yeah. we're gonna you, you're gonna disappear. No, I mean that they might offer some sort of a service, like if the mob is, is say bribing the local vice cops, they might be like, "Hey, we've got the vice cops working for us. So if you pay us, you're we'll, co- you're cool. We'll tell the vice cops to leave you alone." Okay. So they might offer a service like that, but otherwise, generally, no. I mean, nothing. They're they're more just. Give us money or something bad will happen, <laughs> um, which tends to work. Mm-hmm. And and very similar happens with a lot of like the gamblers and the bookies and that sort of thing. Some bookies are mob members. A lot of them are not. But if the mob finds out that you're a bookie and you're taking in bets and you know thousands of dollars a day from people, they're going to want some of that. So mm-hmm. whether you're a member or not doesn't matter to them. They still want to get paid. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's kind of fascinating that the mob is built on, I mean, they don't really do a lot. <laughs> no. Other than just scare people in, into giving them money. That's a big part of it, yeah. It, that's kind of funny. That's a that's a really but, big part of it. Um, With the structure now, so you were talking about how each one of these supervisors has a certain amount of people underneath them. Yes. So... Do they have a normal way where they break this up? Like, would each supervisor cover a certain, like, this is the bookies guy, this is the pimps guy, or is it like, this is this region of Milwaukee guy, this is that region of Milwaukee guy? It could be either. Um, Those are actually both great examples. Um, Yeah, like, uh, if, if there was a group in Racine, the, the captain in Racine is going to oversee all the guys who live in Racine. I mean, because it just makes sense. Right. Um, or Kenosha or wherever, you know, some suburb of, of Milwaukee. So, yeah. But it could be it could be a group of guys who are involved in similar things. I know in one case, a guy was made a captain, and the only guys put underneath him were, like, the old retired guys. So he was like a cat. I don't know that he did a whole lot as captain, 
but he was the boss of all these guys who were still members because you don't ever not be a member. You don't get out of it. But they were basically retirement age, so they were just they, they had to they had to have a boss. They had to have a guy above them. So he just kind of got, uh, you're in charge of the old guys, you know. <laughs> so not he didn't get the glamorous job, but probably the less violent too. So mm-hmm. you know, you got to have that guy. Yeah, and there is no getting out of it at all. No, they're like technically. So do if you're 65 years old, you're sitting at home on your couch. Are you still gaining getting money from the mob at that point? Generally, no. This is sort of the bad thing is is the way the mafia works is again it's similar to a business structure. The money goes up. You make money, you keep some of the money you make. Some of the money is going up above to you and you know and and sometimes for good reason because sometimes you have to pay legal expenses and whatever else. But a lot of times the guys above you are just taking money just because they're above you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once once you're done, I mean, if you're if you're retired and you're a captain, yeah, you can sit at home on your couch and you guys underneath you are going to kick you a few bucks here and there, sure. But you don't get a pension in the mafia, so no, unless you've got guys actively working with you, you're not getting anything. So, so even at a certain age, you could still maintain the people underneath you and be giving them orders or whatever. You You just definitely, it's just going to be like, okay guys, it's all you now because I'm too old to be going out and beating the crap out of people. Yeah. It's very, it's very common for guys still in their eighties to be active members. You know, they're not active in the sense where they're going beating people up, but they're, but they're overseeing things and things like that. Gotcha. It's interesting. All right. So we got these are the captains, supervisors. Underneath them are the people they're supervising. Your average, just regular uh, members. These are guys usually who haven't been members for very long, and they are known as, as the made men. If you ever heard of being made in the mafia, that's these are these guys. Um, sometimes they're called soldiers in New York. Sometimes they're called button men. I don't know why they're called that. That's a New York thing. Nobody in Milwaukee is a button man. But they're soldiers, and this is just a your standard guys. I mean, they could be, they could be bookies, they could be um, drug pushers, they could be anything. They could be burglars. They could be any. They're just your standard guys. Um, and sometimes they move up to captains. Sometimes they just stay as soldiers their entire life. You don't. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. It depends. It all depends. Are you Are you making money? If you're making money, you can you can go up the ranks. If you're not making money, you can just sit there. So now do you know okay so let like you said some people may be these average guys for their entire life. Mm-hmm. So if you've been an average guy for 30 years is there a lot of where and you're let's just say you're running with a guy that just got into the mafia will there be a lot of like where that that guy that's just been around forever even though he's not any higher than the other guy mm-hmm. is going to start siphoning money off of him? Is that a common practice? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess it's possible. Okay. But usually at, at this level, everybody's got their own little thing. I mean, they're, you might have a partner or something, depending on what kind of a scam you're running. But everybody's kind of making their own thing. They're not really making money off of other guys. You're, you're, oh, out, you're okay. out there making I, money, and I then see. you're kicking it up. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now, when we look at this structure, 
so let, I, I'm going to use the theory that, like, okay, the boss has a son now. And the boss's son is coming to the age where they're going to put him into the mafia. Mm, which does happen. Yeah. Is it is it very, very strict on that they have to start at the bottom and work their way up? Or does the boss have the potential to just put him directly into a supervisor position? He can, yeah. Okay. So I mean, there's... I mean, yeah. You, you start out, you know, at the bottom, same as anybody else. But if the boss says that you're the captain now, you're the captain now. I okay. mean, the... You, there's no really again. There's no appeal process, so that might piss other people off. They might be like, "What? Why does this guy get to be somebody special?" But you can't really do anything about it. Yeah, I, I just was wondering if it was just like a strict code, where no. like if you want to be in the mob, you got mafia, you got to start at the bottom and work your way up. You know, no, not, I like mean, where dad doesn't give son any breaks in life. He's got to start at the bottom and do what everybody else. No, it does. all it all depends. It all depends. I mean, in some in some places, you know, if you're the son or the nephew or something, you might be a lowly guy like everyone else, or maybe, you know, you're second in command. I mean, it's it's boss can do whatever the boss wants. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps up the structure. It about wraps it up. There's one more. Oh, there's one more. There's branch. One, one more. Wow. Okay. I'm. I jumped to conclusions on this, so let's hear. I want to know what the next one is because now I'm really intrigued. The one last spot is uh, what's called the conciliary, which is the fancy way of just saying counselor. And and the counselor has two jobs. One, he's – this is generally an older guy. This is a guy who he's passed his – he's not going out burglarizing anymore. He's, he's, you know, his back hurts. He doesn't want to do that. But he's still respected because he's been around a long time. So he sort of sits at the top. He has no real power, but he sits towards the top and the boss is supposed to ask this guy questions. Being like, what do you think I should do? And this guy goes, well, you know, I think this is a good idea. He has no authority, but he's been around. So he knows a few things. So would that be a position that that let's just say a boss decided to step down? Yes. Would that be a common thing that that boss that stepped down would go up and become that for the new boss? Well, basically? I don't know if it'd be a common thing or not, but it certainly could happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like the one of the two things he does, and the other, the other thing he does is he kind of operates as like HR, which is, which is yeah, I know. Okay. Right? Uh, Eric's giving a funny face here. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're if you're a soldier, if you're like these bottom guys, right now. If the boss is doing something you don't like, you can complain to your boss, you know, probably not going to get you anywhere, but you could do it. You could complain to the boss directly. Really bad idea. (laughs) You could do it. But the counselor has this unique position where if you come to him and you say, I don't like the way things are being run, he'll think about that, you know, and he might pass that on to the boss and say, you know, you're pissing some people, and he won't name names. He won't say, you know, you're pissing off Jerry down there. <laughs> no, but he'll, but he'll be like, you know, part of being a boss is you can't piss off too many guys underneath you because sooner or later something bad might happen. So he has this position where he's not only the advisor to the boss, but he takes input from these lower guys. You know, so if they if they think things could be run better, they're not going to tell their bosses because the boss would be like, well, I don't give a crap. But they can tell this guy, and he might 
if he thinks it's good or whatever, he might pass it on to the boss. Yeah, and he might also pass it on to the boss and tell him exactly who told him so that he could off him. So, I he mean, could. it not seems s- like a risky, risky proposition. He's not supposed to do that, but yeah, I suppose he could. But, but I mean, there's nothing stopping him. And what if he goes to the boss and says, well, I've gotten some comments about this is happening and maybe, you know, maybe you should look at changing this. And then he puts a gun to his head and says, you tell me right now who told you that. So... It and could have. It's it's really weird because the counselor position has a great deal of respect. Like like you said, I mean, if the boss wanted to threaten him, or the boss said, you know, screw this, you're out of here, you're not my my counselor anymore, you could do it. But they don't really do that. Like for whatever reason, when you're like the elderly mob guy who gets this slot, people actually respect that. And and they seem to follow these rules. That is so weird. I'm trying to think of like a another world example of this. Yeah, I'm not that, sure that's out there because that's just a really really weird dynamic. It is it is a weird dynamic, but it it exists. And from what I can tell, it it works. I mean, I I'm sure there are instances where the boss is disrespectful to the guy, but. Anything that I can think of, that he kind of looks up to this guy as somebody who knows what he's talking about. Whether he agrees or not, I mean, it's another story, but he at least takes it seriously. Do you know people throughout Milwaukee's history that have held that position? Yeah. What would so they they've been around for a while? What does that mean? Like, could potentially uh, a regular old worker mm-hmm. that would did that for his entire life? Could he end up in that position? Yeah, it's possible. Um, so th- that's really strange. There's not there's not a prerequisite that you have to be a boss or a underboss or something. It's not. I mean, it, I, I think, I think any... that's generally the case. I mean, as somebody who's, you know, a lot of these, so, these so higher just... ranks are sort of like a revolving door. Yeah, but it's not it's not required. Okay, so when you become boss, does the boss select who his, um. Yeah. Counselor is going to yeah. be. I know. It makes no sense. But yeah, he does. Actually, that does make sense to me because if you want somebody that you're going to go to a device, you don't want somebody that you don't have any respect for. Right. Right. You right. know, so you're going to pick somebody that has experience that. And I guess in a way, it's sort of like the president's cabinet in a way. Kind yeah. of. But just one guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, the. I, I'm not gonna. I'm or a mentor. I'm not gonna name any names at this time because you know, again, these are all. I don't want. I don't want to burn up future <laughs> episode ideas. But uh, I will say that one of the guys who held the position was like a really high guy in the uh, Teamsters Union, in the Truckers Union, and it was interesting because he had gone his whole life. He had never been arrested in jail or anything. You know, he had gone up the ranks and he was very well respected, but he never got caught for anything. So it was the perfect position for him because he'd been around. He knew a lot of stuff and the police aren't out there looking for this guy, you know, because this guy's not ordering murders. This guy's not telling anybody to rob people. He's just sitting there being like, hey, this is a good idea, which that's not a crime. Mm -hmm. So it's a really good position to have. It's it's somebody who's highly respected, has has done their time, and usually is somebody who has connections in the community. But yeah, it's it's a it's a good once you've reached that spot, 
that's kind of the sweet spot. That's probably better than being boss in some ways. Is that person privy to money? Or is this just kind of a thing you do? I don't know. That's a great question, and I don't know the answer. Because I don't know who would be kicking up to them. So I don't know if the boss pays them yeah, something. I just, I'm not sure. Yeah, that would be very interesting to know. Yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine that they would make sure he's taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, that that's well, how it would end up playing. I have to so. assume that they're getting something. But yeah, I, I really don't know that answer. So. Well, by far, I think that is the most fascinating of the positions in that whole structure. Definitely. So I don't have any other questions. So no. if you want to hit them up with some contact info. Uh, you can email MilwaukeeMafia at gmail.com. Um, you can go to MilwaukeeMafia.com and find all the great things there. Or you can go to Facebook.com slash MilwaukeeMafia, which uh, I post to pretty regularly. And you can message me there. Cool. And patreon.com slash Milwaukee Mafia. And as always, please, if you enjoy this podcast, leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. Um, and please do submit questions or this podcast will just continue being any random thing that I want to talk about. And But I'd rather, I'd rather answer specific questions. So do let me know. Thank you. Thank you. And tune in next week for another compelling story. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to the Milwaukee Mafia podcast. Join us next week for another look back at Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history. Hey there, fellow entrepreneurs. If you're tired of complicated domain management, I've got the solution for you. Hover.com. Hover makes registering and managing domains a breeze. Their clean interface and hassle-free experience will save you time and frustration. No upsells, no hidden fees, just straightforward domain services. Plus, Hover offers top-notch customer support. Make your life easier. Head over to milwaukeemafia.com hover and simplify your jo- domain journey today.